0: Six minutes after getting the Johnson and Johnson's Janssen vaccine. I'm Schmitty and this is Talking Schmidt. Today on the show, Bucky Lassick, kids. If you don't know who Bucky Lassick is, I'm going to have to hit you with the McKenney hashtag. Are you okay? Hashtag are you okay? This is without a doubt one of the greatest vert skaters of all time. Not only that, he's a husband, a father, and a badass race car driver as well. Before we dive in, though, I want to talk about a few things. First and foremost, it's been a really challenging past week. A very good friend of mine, Joe Ham and Cheese Hamicky, had a heart attack and has been at the hospital in Burbank since Friday in a coma. I swear this shit's really fucking weighing on me and my thoughts and prayers are going out to Joe and his wife Jessica and their two kids. I've been thinking all day and night about you guys and have every ounce of PMA and healing power in my body directed towards you. And as Tony Vitello said, if anyone can beat this, it's Joe. Also, thanks to everyone that helped out with the GoFund. These decisions can never be easy and always feel awkward, but it's so special to see when someone dear to us needs some help and the overwhelming response that pours out with love. These are the signs that make me feel good about humanity and at the very least, the village of epic people that I have a bond with. Basically, go. Joe go. You got this man. We're all rooting for you. Okay, switching gears because it's F1 season and well, I got another giveaway for you. This week I'm giving away a coffee mug. The old Talkin' Schmidt World Tour coffee mug. Probably throw a few stickers in there as well. This one's going to go out to the guy that can explain to me in an email why not to eat a hot dog with ketchup. Why is it that we do not applaud people that put ketchup on hot dogs? The best email wins. Send in your answers to TalkinSchmidt at gmail.com and we'll have the winner announced next week. Other than that, I've been watching the John Wayne Gacy documentary series and it's pretty heavy I uh, encourage you to watch it if you're looking for something cool other than that I got a little game of true or false with old nabs and then it's lights out and away we go true or false that cookiehead jenkins intro went over so well we might have to do it for bucky lasik that's a uh, true true or false I filmed one of your enders at Bucky Lassick's Bowl. That
1: is a true. That
0: is definitely a
1: true. Full ender. Uh huh. I think true or false, you also filmed one of my intros at Claremont.
0: All right. Skateboard trivia. True or false? Bucky did the first switch fall guy and named it the Lee Majors. I'm going to say that's true brilliance. All right. True or false? Bucky Lassick's dad. Chucky invented LASIKs and funded half of the bowl with the invention of LASIKs eye surgery. That is false, but we hope it's true.
1: (laughs) I think Bucky funded that bowl himself. Well, I know. Well, as far as I know, with his skateboarding. I mean, by far one of the best skateboarders ever. I mean, ever. So, I think, you know, with all his um, gold medal work, I think, um, you know, that's what it was. His
0: work ethics. And then uh, maybe a little bit of help from Campbell's uh, soup. All right, last one. True or false? Bucky Lassick's real name is not even Bucky, it's actually Charles Michael. And in 1994, Lance Dawes was driving around calling him Chucky all day. And somebody thought he said Bucky.
1: Uh, that is true. I'm not sure what his real name is. I think it's, hmm. I know it's not hmm. Ah, Christopher, Lucas, Jonathan, Abraham, Lincoln, the 14th. Hey, what's up? This is Bucky Elastic, and you are watching Talking Smith.
0: It's cool, like tonight is the night. Here we go again. Just give it the old car's turn, All big dogs in. Schmitty. 96 times, Schmitty. Thanks, Schmitty. We on? Schmitty? Talking Schmidt.
1: That's called going to the hospital, bitch. I can <laughs> shit my
0: pants. Slides.
1: Yeah, Rolodex is fucking deep.
0: It's about right. the one? The one? The one? Who's this guy? He Things he's tough shit. What's up? We're tastemakers. Come on, Schmitty, what the fuck? i uh, here for Greg Smith. Yeah! All right, here we go. Whoever thought the buck would stop here, well, I guess you were right. Today we're going straight buck. Yeah, one of the greatest vert skaters of today, yesterday, tomorrow, two years ago, two weeks in the head, all in one <laughs> zoomophobic podcast. I'm very happy. I'm excited. And this is my friend, Bucky Lassick. What's up? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for connecting. I'm
1: psyched. Dude, you know what? You are the one person that I can't wait to talk to. And not only because of skateboarding, it's because we're kind of low-key like these, like, well, I'm not, but I, I feel like you're <laughs> more low-key as far as like on the automotive racing side. Yeah. F1,
0: well, it just uh, it started five years ago with a new relationship in my life, and now she's my fiance. So I really got to step up my game.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so are you are you more of a Carlos Science, or are you more of a Char- Charles Charles Leclerc Charles Leclerc fan?
0: That's actually pretty tough. I I, I definitely like Leclerc first. Yeah. But then now I'm kind of more I'm kind of more like the underdog guys cuz I'm like I don't know, we can get into it later but like I'm so bummed on Hamilton just winning every race that I started focusing on like 3 through 6. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like
0: 1 and 2 is almost always Mercedes. Sometimes Max will squeeze in there, but yeah. like 3 through 6 in the young bucks. But this new season, I think we got a... Uh, we extreme. have Schumacher. We yeah, have Schumacher. Schumacher. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it hopefully there's some excitement. I just, wh- dude, I, honestly, I just, I always say it, and I'm like, why can't they just have one race where all the cars were engineered by the same person, and yeah. they all just get in the same type of car and see who the that, best driver is? Because the cars have a lot to do with that shit. I mean that dude, that that, uh, that race where Russell almost won because he was in Mercedes.
1: dude it was so good
0: hey take that podcast world i got knowledge in the f1 and do you watch nascar i do yeah do you like it equally or
1: it's different you know it's more of a pit strategy type of thing like it's it's kind of like a chess game more so uh Uh the driving nah it's not as interesting i think the
0: they call it the the ovals right because it's just circle yeah
1: yeah, I like it when they get on the road courses and actually when it rains and stuff. And
0: yeah. Fuck, yeah. Put Hold the on.
1: wipers on, Bobby. Put the <laughs> wipers on.
0: <laughs> Dude, the ones in the rain are the best. Yeah. Oh, sure. shit. Those guys can barely see and they're going so fast. You're like, what the fuck? They have no etiquette
1: either. They just slam into each other like they're at the freaking go-kart track.
0: <laughs> it's
1: insane. <laughs>
0: The one dude in F1, he gets in a wreck almost every time with somebody. He's always cutting somebody out. Everyone's pissed at him. I'm like, that would be the best reality show is like after the race, like seeing the hidden cameras, like you fucker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Before we uh, really get into this, I want to clear up some true or falses that uh, Navs and I went over. Yeah. Okay. Okay. True or false, Wikipedia says you started skating at the age of 12 shortly after your bike was stolen.
1: True. Is that, is that real?
0: Here's a little tougher one. True or false, your dad, Chuck Lasik Sr., invented Lasik's eye surgery, and that helped fund the building of your backyard bowl.
1: Absolutely false. <laughs>
0: All right, true or false? You did the first switch fall guy. That's a switch frontside invert to fakie, and named it the Lee Majors.
1: Uh, yeah, there's a couple names for that thing though. We did have some fun with it. Man, that's a hard one to even say true or false to because I do believe we 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 called it Lee Majors, but I, I'm kind of more of a fan of the Fall Girl, you know?
0: fog. Ah, yep. Wow. Okay. Last one. True or false? Your real name isn't even Bucky. It's actually Charles Michael. And in 1994, you and Lance Dawes were driving around and Lance kept calling you Chucky. And someone heard it as Bucky. And the rest is history.
1: Yes. <laughs> you started true. And then it just kind of went to shit.
0: Yeah. But How did you get the name Bucky?
1: I was named after my father, which... He passed. I did finally meet him. He's kind of more of like a sperm donor, I guess, because oh. he, he kind of left. I think by the time I was one and a half, he was out of the picture. So um, he did reconnect uh, later in life. I think, you know, I was probably like mid, I don't know, mid 20s or 30s or something. But yeah, he, he, uh, he passed away. But yeah, named after my, my sperm donor.
0: His name was Bucky. Yeah, his name was
1: Charles Michael Davis, and then I took Charles Michael Lassick, and then his nickname was also Bucky. I don't know where Bucky came from, like huh. from him. I never really got to talk to him about it. He didn't have like buck teeth or anything. It might have just been like a spinoff of Chuck.
0: Yeah, prob- okay. Um, and you were born in not Baltimore, but somewhere in Maryland, right?
1: Yeah, I was born in Baltimore City.
0: Oh, you were born in Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah. And so were you raised out there?
1: Born and raised in Baltimore City. Grew up in Armstead Gardens, part of the city there. And uh, moved to Florida when I was around 10. Oh, okay. Lived on an island outside of Fort Myers, Florida for like two years. And uh, from there, we moved back to, actually, before we moved back to Baltimore, we moved to north carolina i lived on a tugboat for almost
0: a year like in the water like
1: on the on the dock yeah
0: no way like, okay yeah um, how was that
1: it was cool it was it was a small little room you know I'd, I'd go to you know basically i worked like the snack like the din like i made hot dogs in the restaurant there was a restaurant that the uh bar that the tugboat pushed on the barge, my uncle built a restaurant on top of it.
0: Okay. That was
1: also at the island. At the time when I lived in Fort, outside of Fort Myers, there was that barge with the restaurant on top of it, but it was just unrenovated. You know, like just storage. They fixed it all up. My my stepfather pushed. He is a captain. He uh, pushed the barge out with the restaurant, docked it. I drove up with my mom. We lived on the tugboat, and I made hot dogs in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How sick. Did you have uh, any uh, tips for Cookie Head when he moved onto his boat?
1: No, it's pretty funny though. Uh, I think he he did best when he was living on the boat. Like when like he was like he had a spot. You know what I mean? Like now he's just like couch surfing. You know?
0: Yeah, he. I think he's he, living at Tony Mag's or something for a minute.
1: Yeah, he's living at Tony Mag's now. But for a while he was staying here. Literally, uh-huh. I have. I had like an army cot in my, in my uh, garage and he was just sleeping in there for like, I don't know, almost a month. My, and she, my wife was like, yo, <laughs> what's Cookie doing? Like,
0: <laughs> oh shit. Uh, uh did you I, have any connections to that TV show, the wire, like any scenes no. out there, or people in it or whatever? No, that was
1: that whole time I was kind of bouncing around, uh, I think I moved to California or at least I was bouncing around from between Baltimore and California a lot with skateboarding. And then, uh, yeah, I finally picked up and moved from Baltimore after North Carolina we went back to Baltimore for a little, a little while. And then, uh, I met my wife and moved out West moved to uh Carlsbad.
0: So is that true that like, uh, you were riding BMX at first and then your bike got right. stolen and somehow you gravitated towards skating?
1: Yeah, yeah, I was big into the bikes, dirt jumping, uh, trail riding, and then I was at my aunt's house, and I was playing, I remember it good, like I was playing badminton, and I saw this one little kid just kind of like creeping around the house, <laughs> and I had my bike, I had my bike down in her basement because I was staying at my, my grandmom's house, which was like two miles down the road, so I would ride my bike to my aunt's house, play with my cousins, and I went to go get my bike to go home, and lo and behold, it was gone. And we were literally like five minutes behind the kid, like almost caught him.
0: Oh shit! But so
1: then, yeah, that following Christmas, I finally got a skateboard.
0: And so then, the rest
1: is history
0: was that like a, a, re- a legit uh, board, or was it? Yeah, Steve,
1: Steve Cavallaro.
0: first board cab. Yeah. Damn. So you, you were like pal straight from the gates and then that was your first sponsor, right?
1: Yeah, it was actually. I got, I was big on, I, my first boy was a cab. After that, I wrote a couple of soys mm. and then I wrote I some Jeff Kendall's after that. And then I got on a local shop and then from there I got kind of, kind of flowed by Skull Skates for like a little while. And then from there I got picked up by Pal.
0: What was your first air, backside or frontside? Frontside. Front side?
1: I did frontside air to tails. Like almost like crails, but like frontside oh. air to tail.
0: That so was like, the first.
1: Not, not grabbing the nose, like grabbing stink buck. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I learned frontside airs on this mini, it was like a mini ramp. Like we used to skate ditches most of the time, like skate around the street. Mm-hmm. we found a ditch we got to we got in with all the locals that were skating the ditch, to our guys and they they uh, told us about this mini ramp that was behind this wawa and we were like i know where that wawa is so we went and we just kind of looked around and we found the mini ramp so we they were back there skating we just we just started sessioning this mini ramp and it had like one side went like one side went to vert the other side was like super mellow but this side had like a channel so this side was like vert so I learned after I dropped in I learned how to do frontside airs over this little channel and then I started doing frontside airs on this vert side and then from there I just uh we found another spot called uh Fisherman's Inn Chesapeake ramp hell ramp uh, uh. before before the big steel ramp was built there was uh they had a previous ramp that Steve Caballero came out and toured and played with the faction, but that ramp was getting torn down by the time that I found out about the spot. And they had a, they had like a medium-sized ramp and then another mini ramp. And that's where I started doing like little errors and kind of getting into the scene more. And then one of my buddies built a half pipe at his house, which was close to me, that kind of went to vert as well. And that's where I learned inverts, backside errors. Different variations of inverts like Stomaski and yeah, just just random things, whatever I could grab.
0: Was there l- local pros or anybody that was like really good that like you were fired up on or that helped you progress faster?
1: Eric Krasowskis was one of the locals at Fisherman's that I that I saw skate. He he was buddies with a few guys, Billy Carlisle, um, Mike Ryan, all the locals there. Um, Ed Hicks who built the who built the place was pretty good on a board and then uh from there peanut brown would come around and who else uh dan Booger brown would come come around sick uh and then all the cedar crest guys then we started going to cedar crest and virginia beach and all that stuff so you know met serge ventura and and blaze bluein and all those guys
0: what was the vibes at Cedar Crest like? Was that kind of super localism or friendly, or was it gnarly to kind of like get your feet in there, or was it pretty yeah, hospitable?
1: It was. It was kind of hosp hospitable, but kind of gnarly still. Like you couldn't just come up there and just. It was heavy snake session, like all the yeah, time. Yeah, that's
0: like a legendary East Coast ramp.
1: Dude, it was. I remember the first time I went there. It was like. Four rows deep before you could even drop in. <laughs> yeah, and it wasn't like just like butt up through people. It was like you kinda had to like wait your turn. Yeah. It sucked. Because then you know, like you never skated the ramp before or something, or this, you know, you're just getting warmed up.
0: First wall you bail.
1: Got, <laughs> dude, you fucking Bob bubble taking like two-minute runs and shit. You're like, God damn, dude fall.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you think there, including yourself, was there some vert skaters that were stoked when street skating got popular because it it reduced the clutter on the decks?
1: I don't think so. I, I think uh, there was a, at that point. I think when skate when vert kind of took a dive and street skating got popular, I think everyone was kind of doing it. I think the only people who weren't really into it were the vert guys who weren't really skating street. You know where. I was skating street, it's pretty much what I grew up doing. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't until I blew out my knee that I became strictly vert, you know.
0: Uh-huh. We used to trip on the dudes that would drive to the vert ramp, pull their board out. They couldn't skate to the ramp. They would get yeah. on the ramp and bust, but they couldn't like even no it was mongo. insane there was certain pushing guys mongo. like that where you're like what the fuck how do you push mongo and like yeah. lifting with the tail like that <laughs> dude Derek
1: Krasowskis used to push mongo I used to push mongo back in the day like in the beginning yeah um, and, and a funny story is Mike Frazier dude Frazier used to like I've seen him slam on like a flat ground ollie <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, put him on a vert ramp and it's freaking game
0: Lights over. out. Yeah. So, what's it like your first encounter with Stacy Peralta when he it was a trip? It he was like a trip, pulls you aside and says, I think you got what it takes. And you're just like, Very How managed. old are you? 15.
1: I was like 14 at the time, maybe, maybe just turning 14. And Tony, Tommy Guerrero, Mike McGill, Jesse Martinez.
0: It's like oh, the heyday of the Bones Brigade like
1: yeah Jump Ramp Demo it was basically a Jump Ramp Demo at my local
0: like stage. Animal Chin era maybe right
1: It was just before that yeah it was yeah it was in between Chin and Bones Brigade show okay you know Fuck. So it was total Jump Ramp it was basically like right before Animal Chin because Jump ramp was, was big. It was a demo at a local mall, a skate shop at the mall. And I had, they knew that there was a vert ramp that I was kind of that, that not I, but they knew there was a vert, a vert ramp local and they started, I thought they were going to be there this one night, like the night after the demo, mm-hmm.
0: but obviously
1: like if you've ever skated a demo, you're not like going to go, going to go and skate again. You know what I mean? Like you usually pretty beat you on dinner and hanging out. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't happen. And then the following day I'm at the ramp and it's getting dark. I'm like, damn, I guess those guys aren't coming by. They show up, everyone's skating. It was insane. Under the lights, uh, Stacy pulls me aside. He's like, here I am just a little kid, like literally a little teeny scrawny little kid with big pads and a flyaway helmet. Like I, I look like, I look like I was in my dad's, skate (laughs) like nothing fit my shoes are too big they had duct tape all over them and stacy pulls me aside and he's like you know i could see you doing this you know and he was just like talking to me all like how stacy talks and he basically invited me onto the team And he was like would i would you you like to ride for pal like blah 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 and i was like uh yeah and then from there I just pretty much got on the team and flew out to California hung out with Tony Hawk and filmed stuff at his house all the time
0: damn was that the spine
1: that was yeah Fallbrook. yep hanging out with Brian Ridgway Brian Ridgway was a huge impact on my like early days of like coming out here hanging out staying with Brian uh hanging out with Jordan Richter and you know uh, Peter Hewitt and and uh, uh, Fred Landy, all those guys were like guys that I used to skate with. Alfonso, Danny mm-hmm. um, McGill skate park was big back then.
0: There's a lot more to skate in a smaller area than where you're from, right? And and the weather's great all year round. Yeah. What What other things did you notice right away that kind of like made you say, "This is where I want to live"? The whole industry's here
1: the energy you know what i mean like back back home it was like i was the i was kind of like the outcast skater i definitely we had our scene but it was like there was no like higher ground you know it was just like oh we're we're just here we're we're basically mimicking what we see on the west coast you know what I mean like we had our crew it was like it was like we were dogtown boys but we were we were charm city boys you know like we were like baltimore hoodlums just huh. doing our own thing just but coming out here to california it was like totally different like hanging out with steve Sayas, going to skate with jason lee and skate skating street hitting rails and then i'd go back home and i board slip my first rail and everyone was blown away i was like i went did a rail down at um what rail was that? It was in Baltimore city. It was, uh, I forget the name of the the building, but anyway, I did it. And then like an hour or two later we meet up with some other skaters and they're like, Hey, Bucky, go do that rail again. I was like, Oh sure. I'll go do it again. Fucking totally sacked for the first time ever. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. It was just like the energy that I was able to bring the energy from California and take it home and, and kind of like disperse it you know and it was it was a rad vibe it was seriously california just has so much more to offer like yeah terrain everything ramps everywhere
0: so basically stacy peralta who's kind of like the guru at that time yeah. he he grabs you and puts you at the bird bands. Yeah. it's like yeah. could you have a better recipe right winner.com i'm i'm assuming skating with tony was Probably as motivating and, and educational as you could get as a kid, just looking at this guy, all the things he could do, and then having Stacy there filming and suggesting or whatever his mentorship. I mean, that's heavy, right?
1: Yeah, it was cool. Um, between Stacy and Todd Hastings, who was a team manager, when I wasn't in California and I was back home, these guys would always want me to call them and just keep me updated or keep them updated on what I was up to, tricks I've learned, blah, blah, blah. It was really cool to see, like, especially now, how in tune those guys were with everything going on,
0: you know? Uh-huh. And also to feel inclusive, included, like when you're not around, they still care about you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it wasn't out of sight, out of mind. Like, right. It was, you're part of the team, you know, it was... Fuck. It was, it was pretty rad. And, was, it, and-
0: was there any times where you were like back east or something and you thought you invented a trick and then called it? He's uh, like, no, nope, I already got that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was, especially, what was it? Uh, What video was that? Propaganda? I think it was Propaganda. Uh-huh. Uh, when all the 360 Ollies and all that stuff came around, Ollie Fives, all that stuff came around, I remember doing – ollie 360 big spins you know like ollie three fakie shove yeah and i was like oh you were doing ollie threes and stuff like that and then we see footage of colin mckay in canada doing ollie one foot threes and ollie tail grab one foot threes and ollie three nose grind to revert, you know like all this other stuff and you're just like oh yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) like Maybe I wasn't the first, but, you know, I still got this one. You know.
0: <laughs> That's so sick. Uh, yeah, Colin's another one. Just some of the shit he's done. That was always Jake's favorite vert skater. He'd be like, Colin McKay. I forget what trick. I think it was the back tail back flip out or something. He would yeah. just be <sighs> like, so
1: <dude." laughs> the, the one, you know, it wasn't, it's not just the tricks. That when I think of Colin and Danny, and even like Jake Brown and, and people like that, I can't think of someone today that puts out the dedication that it takes to make these tricks. Like, yeah, you tr- I see like people like Clay and Elliot and all these guys do tricks a couple days, you know, a few days maybe, but like Colin and Danny, dude, they would spend weeks.
0: Yeah. Months,
1: just for that one trick. And Jake, literally, like I'd show up and watch Jake skate, and that's all he would try is like one crazy ass <laughs> trick. Like, you're you're literally like, you're never gonna make that. Yeah. And then all of a you see footage of him making it and you're like, oh my God, that's got it. that's why I kept trying it. Dude,
0: that's yep. yeah. So after Pal, like go through like the whole the list. What was the breakdown? You went from PAL to, to all the way to present, sponsor-wise.
1: Oh, boy. A lot of stuff going on there. Um, went from PAL, got booted from PAL, got kicked off from PAL when street skating got big and uh. birds kind of died. Worked at my, buddy, my buddy's body shop for almost two years. Still skating all weekend, skating, birds, skating, street during the week. From PAL, I went to Change, which was with Bill Weiss, Justin Bokma, and uh Lenny. Lenny. Lenny, uh, not Kravitz.
0: Not Lenny Kirk, right?
1: Lenny Kirk, I believe.
0: Yeah. Oh, it was. Okay.
1: I think it was Lenny Kirk. And then from Change, I got started talking to Alfonso. I was literally stuck in Baltimore. Like change, did. Brad Dorfman, I think, owned change. And he wasn't sending me anywhere. It was literally like, oh, you're on change. Here's, you know. Here's some change. Here's, here's some change. You know, like. <laughs> but after that, I started talking to Alfonso again. And actually, no, change was something else. But Alfonso, I believe, started talking to Dorfman. And he, he created Natural. I started skating for Natural after Change, and that was with Danny Mayer, Alfonso, what is it, Jimmy Chadwick? Is that right, Jimmy Chadwick? I don't know. Anyway, Pal, Change, Natural. Then I started, I came out to a contest. Everyone was tripping to see me. Like, I think it was
0: Mission, Mission. You were on like a hiatus?
1: Well, I was still skating, but no one seen me for years. Okay. I was in Baltimore. So I came out to a contest and I got picked up by New Deal. Yeah, I skated from New Deal for a good bit, like a few years. Uh-huh. Just before I got on New Deal, I was talking to Tony at for Birdhouse. But Tony was so busy running around doing all his other things that he was doing at the time that we lost contact. And mm-hmm. so I started skating for new deal. So skating for new deal for a few years and then got let go from new deal after new deal was kind of like going through some tough times. So here I am sponsorless again, call up Tony. I'm like, Tony, let's do this. Flew out to California, shot a bird a birdhouse ad with Tony. I think I did a front side heel flip over his front side slide. And went back home, blew out my knee. So as soon as I got on Birdhouse, I blew out my knee. Sitting on my couch, no insurance, sit, sitting on my couch for almost a month with a knee that looked like it had elephantitis. Uh-huh. Didn't know what was with it. So I'm on my pulled out couch in my apartment with my, my wife. I finally, the insurance finally goes through. So I go get it fixed. I uh, get my sur- I actually didn't get my surgery. I got my ACL re- uh, removed, skated without my ACL for another year with a knee brace. Then basically just finally got my knee fixed and from Birdhouse, I went to Element. After Element, I went to uh, Green Issue and I started skating for my buddy Paul. And became partners with him in Green at Green Issue, and then Paul moved away on a boat. And he was like, "Hey, you can have Green Issue." I was like, oh, "Cool, I don't want it. Like, it's too much for me to handle right now." Uh, and uh, yeah, started skating for Pelican. So
0: full, full circle. circle, damn Big circle. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, right? So the whole thing—the whole thing with Paul was like. I, I was actually over all the corporate companies. You know, I was just burnt out. Like no one no one ever took care of me. It was literally like here I am doing my thing. I'm whatever, winning contest. And it's like I'm actually the one person that you never have to call. Like even today, like none of my sponsors have to call me and say, Look, you gotta post, you gotta do this, you gotta do that. It's like right. my shit's taken care of. Like I've I've been in this, I've been in this yeah. game for time i'm <laughs> sorted and i just i I'd still get let go like i got uh, let go from a couple companies recently and it's like i think it's just the fact that i do my own thing and maybe i'm not like bros with the team manager or whatever that I'm, um, i'm an easy expense to let go you know after la vista baby so i kind of i kind of was over corporate stuff for a little bit. And then like with pal, I was like, you know what? This is like my rebirth. This is like perfect timing. I'm still like totally on top of my game. Yep. They wanted to do the reissue board. And I was like, I'm totally game, but I want a pro board. You know, I want to I want like to be part of a team again and kind of get back into the game and, you know, and just I have my first freaking pal.
0: Yeah. My first
1: pal and Thrasher just I think it's out now. Yep sick so I'm back don't call it a comeback
0: I've been here for years I'm back never never left but I'm back never left but I'm back again (laughs) and what year was your uh the bull built your backyard bull oh boy
1: the bull was built probably about 10 years
0: ago 10 years yeah it's been about 10 years and you guys moved what like 2 or 3 years ago
1: we moved about 2 or 3 years ago
0: um so you had it for about seven years.
1: Had it for about eight or so years. So it was probably like eleven or so years ago. People okay. were like, "Dude, how could you move? Like, how could you? <laughs> how could you leave that?" I was like, "Dude, I had to live in the house. Like, the house was falling apart. Uh-huh. They were, it, you know, the the market was going to shit. All these Shea Homes was building like fifty houses on top of my on top of my road, like mm-hmm. on the top of the hill. I was like, man, I gotta get out of here. Bummer, you know, because." The freaking bowl, literally, the bowl was my fountain of youth. It was – I get tired of skating, Bert. You know, I get tired of freaking pounding out contest runs. And my bowl was literally, like, the best flow feel ever. Like, I could go there and just do airs, cars, mm-hmm. and it, it just flowed. Like, you can ask anyone that that wrote it. Like, Hewitt, Miller, they loved it because it was – there was not one spot in the bowl where you would get jammed up and have to slow down. It was like full fucking pedal to the metal the whole time and you could go as fast as you it wanted. That was not really. As- yeah. Did
0: it was, you, did you at, at first did you think like, wait, we might have made this too big, or were you stoked from the get-go?
1: There was a point when all the vert walls were poured. I knew the dimensions. I knew all my hips. Didn't go to the vert as as you would get to the hip. I would have the vert fall back. Uh-huh. So you would never launch the flat. All my hips were like totally like two vert, you know, kind of rolled away. Yeah. There was a point when there was no flat and there was just trannies. No corners, just trannies. And you're and I'm standing up on the deck and I'm looking at it and I'm like, holy shit! It looks like it looks like. Six to eight buildings, (laughs) and they they look like they're like this. Like, not until they poured the flat did did it really like. Oh my god, this this is gonna work. Like at first I was like, dude, this doesn't look right. Like I knew I did it right because I knew Tony's. I basically took Tony's boom boom hook jam ramp and made a bowl of it.
0: And who built it?
1: California skate parks.
0: They did. Pino Pino. Rad. Okay. Yeah. I remember the first time I went there, I was, I fell and I was like, I don't know if I can run out of this. Like how, how deep was the deep end? 15 or like, it was huge. It was
1: was 13 and a half feet deep (laughs) and the shallow was eight. Yeah. Yeah. So at first I was a little concerned too, because I didn't want to put like a roll in or anything like that because literally my shallow was my favorite part of the bowl because you could, you could three pump it, you know, you could pump up, pump around it and pump back down it. Mm. And you were at, like, you were at mega ramp speed. Like you're right. a your ass.
0: Who was yeah. some of your favorites that came over and skated?
1: Two of my favorites, Peter Hewitt and Chris Miller. Okay. Those guys, when they came over, it was just pure blissful. It was just pure eye candy, the flow, the vibe. It was, it was awesome.
0: When you built it, were you looking at the trees and thinking I'm going to be doing foot plants off those or did that kind of just come into play later? Or you're like, ah, maybe.
1: No, it was straight. Like I wanted it to look sick because it's my backyard. So I put like palm trees on all the hips, set them back a little bit so you could still air over them. Uh-huh. Like Uh-huh. My my whole thing was this is my backyard. Like I want it to look like paradise. Yeah. Yeah. And- it had a better view than my house like it was up on the hill like you could you almost had like a panoramic view like you could see the you could see the ocean Uh and the sunsets were amazing and when you were up at the bowl you didn't even know the house existed it looked like it was just its own entity
0: yeah
1: it's still there by the way oh it is yeah does it have water in it At times, I hear it does just because they don't clean the drain. But if you just swipe the drain away, it drains out quick. And I would imagine like the coping's probably like the seams are probably like cracked up, and maybe the maybe where the flat and the tranny meet. Because I used to have to dremel that, grind it out, and kind of epoxy it. Yeah, dude, it's like I'm sure it's it's a day, and it's probably mint.
0: So when you guys moved, you weren't like. I'm sick of being a bowl owner, like having to deal with all these people hitting me up all the time and all that shit.
1: It was definitely cool. I, I Like I said, the house sucked. The house was a pain in the ass. It was expensive. It was, the property tax was insane. Yeah. And it was just too much. So we had, we had to abort, you know? Okay. But being, being a bowl owner and having like, I mean, we would have like, sushi night and like we would have like everyone bring leftovers put them in the fridge go session, come back yeah and we're making sushi or pizza or spaghetti or something we had we had good good vibes you know it was so we, had, we had the barbecues once a year charity event it was awesome
0: we had that van's uh skate park round up there it was so fun uh I remember going there one time with Hewitt, and somebody was eating a taco on the deck. And Pete's yeah. like, "I can't skate with that person eating a taco." Like I was laughing so hard.
1: he was funny. He had a name for every wall, like you know, uh, uh, there's like some character, you know, some spots were were a little wavy. Yeah. He uh, called that the rapids, or you know, I forget like some of the names that he had, like No uh-huh. Man's, and like he had <laughs> lines. He had names of lines or when someone would do it he would be like oh he kind of went into like no man's land and then like I, f- I forget the names but yeah he was funny man he he's a character
0: did salva ever come over and try to tape it up
1: salva came over some of the barbecue salva was there like i think he possibly put a couple pieces of blue tape up here and there uh-huh. maybe it's thicker. yeah
0: okay uh, when, when did the whole race car driving thing start? Like when you start, I mean, have you liked r- uh, racing your whole life and then you got into it yourself?
1: <laughs> I used to go to like track days and stuff when I was in Baltimore. And, uh, I basically did a lot of school, you know, like just kind of like sat in a classroom for a little bit and then you go do a track day. Sometimes I'd have to have an instructor sitting with me until you get signed off and then you can go and just kind of go for it. So around two, I basically did it as a hobby because when you're a skateboarder, I, I played the shit out of pool. Like I'm, I haven't played pool in a little while, but I used to be really good at pool because when you're a skateboarder, everyone's, everyone's at work or everyone's yeah. doing a, you know, they have a job and I'm <laughs> just like, Oh, I'm just going to go to the pool hall and just shoot pool. Yeah. So that turned into racing cars. So I would, I would go and I would, I would run all these tracks and stuff. And then, I basically got really fast when I moved to California. I bought a shifter cart and I would go out to uh, Beaumont and I would run at one of the go-kart tracks out there where all the fast guys ran. So yeah. I got really fast, quick. And then I did the freaking Toyota Celebrity Race at Long Beach. You know what I'm talking about? The yeah. Long, Beach, Long Beach Grand Prix. Yeah. And then I did the Celebrity Race portion of that. And I blew everyone away as far as like how how fast I was. Like I basically beat all the instructors, all the instructors were like, we, we don't even have anything to tell you. Like you're faster than us. So I started doing at that point, they were like, you know what? You need to start doing this more often. And Mm -hmm. I was like, full blown, like I was skating, you know what I mean? I was like, ah, you know, like, yeah. So I started kind of doing more racing. And then from there, I was about to go race Porsches in Grand Am with with Rebel Rock Racing. And it wasn't a paid seat, but it was a free seat. So basically, I just had to show up and I could run the car for free. So I was like, cool with that. You know, like I was into a freaking race Porsches. At that time, my agent was was the same agent for Ken Block, Travis Pastrana, Dave Mira, Yep. All those guys that were getting into racing because they were kind of like at the end of their their career, you know, not, not the end of their career, but they wanted to kind of sort, sort themselves into something else different. Mm. Dayton, all those guys. So Travis started racing NASCAR. He was already in the Subarus doing a stage rally. He started racing NASCAR trucks. So that opened up a seat. A Subaru, and my agent was like, "Do you want to go test in a rally car?" And I was like, "I've done a couple rally schools, but I'm like more of a tarmac guy. I'm like, I'm all about the grid. Yeah. Like, all right, this is this is pretty much exactly what I did want. Like, oh, celebrity seat. Like, I get I get a, I get a Subaru seat because I'm a celebrity. It's like, no, I want to be fast. You know, I want to get the seat because I'm fast.
0: Earn it. Yeah. So I went
1: and did all the schooling. I went and did all the rally school. I spent probably, like, six weeks at a rally school, like, just going back and forth every weekend.
0: And rallies the dirt ones, right?
1: Yeah, rallies through, through like, the trees and on Ah, dirt. You're
0: You're jumping and shit.
1: Yeah, jumping everything. So, I was going to be jumping around. It was basically tarmac racing, but on dirt. Like, it's called Rally Cross. It's, It's a set track, but it has mixed surface. And it has jumped. So I started training and I got really, I picked it up fast. I was actually faster than my teammate when I got on, when I started driving for Subaru, I went and tested. I was faster than my teammate, which was Dave Mira. And then I, we got another teammate, Spare Isaacson. He's a, a Norwegian and he was, he was a rallycross champion over there. He was like known to be fast. And I was actually faster than him as well. So I did really good. Our cars blew up a lot. We, we always had issues with the cars, but I, oh, I pretty much always would prevail because it would come down to my racing. It would come back to, it would come down to my tarmac. You know what I mean? Like slide less, find the grip and all these other guys were just all bah, 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 just grabbing gears, just spinning tires We're always just all like kind of feathering it and,
0: uh-huh. and
1: feeling, feeling it out. And it worked out good for me. I got some podiums and then, uh, yeah, I just stopped driving. Basically I stopped driving when for, I stopped driving for Subaru when the cars were kind of having issues and they changed everything that they could change and the cars just weren't performing good. So they're like, okay, well, what's left to change, change the driver. So yeah. I basically lost my C because the car sucked.
0: Did they change them for safety and that it that fucked the car? It
1: was, it was basically the design of the engine Uh. was failing over time. So, say, like, say, like the engine, it basically wasn't a race engine, but they made it perform up to a certain level, but it would fall off after, say, one race. Uh. So, we were going through engines a lot. Yeah, I got dropped basically because they didn't have a car that was, that was up to par. So, so corporate basically was like, okay, well, let's change the drivers. So we ch- they changed the drivers. I lost my seat. They put two to three, they put three new guys in. They sucked for another year. Like literally didn't know better than I did or, or spare. Uh-huh. Until they changed, they finally spent the money on the engine. They finally developed the engine and now the cars are seriously, like, the best. They it's developed the cars so good. Like, the, the Subaru Rallycross car right now is insane. Oh, shit. But I'm like, yo, put me back in that shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but now they got their guys already all sorted. It's like they didn't help. Like uh, yeah, you guys spent the money, fix the cars. Now the cars are good.
0: That's what that's the one thing I don't really understand about uh racing. Is like I was I was making the analogy to Cheryl, my fiance. I'm like, imagine if baseball players their mitts didn't catch the ball because the the, the netting in the, the glove was, wasn't built right. Like your equipment has to be fucking good. Like these cars Uh, breaking down every race. Like the one dude, like, uh, he's like one of the best older guys, Alonzo, I think his car would break down every race. Like he was in, uh, I don't forget the name of the car, but like, I'm like, what the fuck? They can't even get the car to finish. This guy's good. Like, what the fuck? Like
1: it just no, doesn't like, make sense. It's like every team has something wrong with it. Like one right. guy's shoe, one guy's one guy's shoe doesn't fit him on the one foot. The other yeah. guy has like a glove. that doesn't work. And then the other guy, his underwear is too tight or something. Yeah. Every team has their
0: issue. One guy has a bat that breaks every time he hits the ball. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much it, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's not going to fly. Like, dudes are going to be like, hey, we need a new bat manufacturer. Like, you know.
1: Haas had no – Haas brakes sucked forever. Who knows if they fix those. The freaking motors on what – the Ferraris last year were horrible. You
0: know, yeah, like all of a sudden, Vettel can't get top 10. Like, what? Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that trips to- me out too is like, okay, Honda makes the engine for not Ferrari, but some company. And then Honda has their own team. It's like, why would they make the engine for the yeah. other team as good Renault. as their own? Yeah. Like Renault. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, they, all this stuff to me seems so obvious that it can't work
1: yeah like ferrari supplies to alfa romeo
0: yeah and
1: the alphas were actually faster than the ferraris last year
0: and then like red bull right now i think has to get engines from a manufacturer that doesn't even have a good relationship like they hate each other so i'm like this isn't gonna work <laughs>
1: like- well, red bull's back red bull's back with honda
0: with honda but if honda pulls out then they have to go to Renault, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, that, been, we all know that didn't work out well. Yeah, exactly. And then here's my favorite in the world of drama, Max Verstappen. He got he replaced Daniel Kivat for Red Bull. Now he's dating Daniel Kivot's ex-wife and mother of his child. I'm like, what <laughs> yeah. else do you want to do to the dude, man? <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This yes so
1: bad. it's so bad like it's good to see chico though chico on a good car you yeah. know that that's going to be good to watch him and max
0: so who are your guys like oh, hamilton and uh the other guy on mercedes they usually get one and two who are you rooting for besides those guys
1: i'm, I'm a danny rick guy i like danny rick alonzo i like really? to see alonzo
0: alonzo and- yeah
1: Daniel Ricardo, we we
0: love Ricardo. Yeah,
1: he's good. He's a good guy. Lando, science, science. Yep. I like Leclerc, but I also like science. Like you were saying, I think science is a little bit more aggressive. I think Leclerc is a little bit more kind of like strategic.
0: Is science? He's going to Red Bull. He's Ferrari. He's going to Ferrari now. Yeah, he replaced
1: Vettel. Yeah.
0: Fuck. So it's American Science.
1: Yeah. Vettel is with Stroll oh, in, in the uh Austin.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Austin Martin, which is weird. They basically and who's
0: Alonzo gonna be with.
1: Alonzo is with uh with Reno. Oh. Well Alpina, Alpina now. The it's new, not okay. Reno. Right. And he's with um, the other guy I'm not really fond of. He was like Toto Toto Wolf's like dude. He was teammates with uh, him and Chico got had it out um, when they were with uh, you remember them? They they climbed a lot. What the I hell's forget. his
0: name? Uh, not Serge uh, Perez. Um, fuck, I, I forget.
1: But yeah, I'm not really finding. I think he's I think he's kind of a bitch. Like you know what I mean? Like.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, there's that one dude that was like, I guess he was a legend at one time, but now he can't. Like people lap him every race. He would always get twentieth. I think it's like Kibatsi or Kivot or one one of those weird names. Not Kimmy. No, not Kimmy. Kimmy's sick. I love Kimmy. Kimmy Kim- 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 Brad. Yeah, he's yeah.
1: just a Car. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I forget the guy's name. Yeah, I think it was like Kivat or or something like that, but uh, or Kibat I, I
1: oh yeah, Robert Kubica. Robert, yeah, cool. uh, yeah.
0: Like, I think he fucked his leg up or something. And his hand,
1: he, he has like, he has like a Chet Childress hand. Oh shit. Yeah. So you can see it sometimes. Like, it's like, he can't like rotate it. So sometimes he's fingers.
0: Is Grosjean ever going to race again? That was a gnarly crash.
1: Grosjean is racing Indy 500. Really? Yeah. He just, he just tested, I think like a couple days ago.
0: That crash was like the dude. gnarliest, dude. The halo like saved explosion that. right on impact, like yeah, oh man, that was that was heavy. Dude, that halo saved his life. It did, right? Yeah. Absolutely,
1: because he was right in between the railings, and the halo kind of split it open. Otherwise, his head would have been like in uh, in uh, the freaking derail. It was bad.
0: Have you crashed?
1: I've had a couple couple run-ins with with the walls one time i was uh doing a gopro course preview (laughs) no way it was (laughs) i was the first one on the track literally cold track and i did like two laps and then i it was it was basically a last turn off of dirt into tarmac onto the back straight so Literally, if you can make up time, it was, it was right there. So here I am. Practice hasn't even started. I'm doing a course preview. I fucking tried to go flat out (laughs) and I almost made it. And the wall was here. The wall was here. And I came out of the turn and I just barely clipped the wall on a preview on like a course preview, clipped the wall, smoked my right rear. Bounced around, smoked the front right. I literally took out every corner of the car.
0: Oh, with yeah. the footage.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's funny. yeah. It was it was bad. It, I felt so bad. I felt so bad that I drove the car back to the pits. Uh huh. Put my street clothes on and started repairing the car. It was <laughs> bad. Um, other than that, I've just a couple little like sometimes. Sometimes I'd come around super close to a to an apex, and if I gave a little bit too much wheel input, your tire would actually clip, and it would rip off the suspension. I've done that once or twice, just from being too, just from trying to like save a ten, you know.
0: Yeah. Fuck. What about fucking, okay, skateboard slams, right? Danny Way X Games, Jake Brown X Games. What's the gnarliest one you think you've been there to see, like, live?
1: Definitely Jake Brown's. Jake
0: Brown's. Did you think he was? I thought he was dead. Yeah.
1: I thought he died. Like, he was out from that high up to not catch one ounce of transition and just go flat out, like, to splat like dude yeah. walked away like <laughs> he, not only did he survive he walked away i mean i've seen some big ones I've, i was there for danny when he when he yeah, like, stepped in freaking-
0: yeah. i just watched that uh, documentary i saw you in there and i was like oh that's a good question you've probably seen some heavy slams
1: yeah um what's another one I've seen some good ones. Like, I've seen some head hits.
0: Were you at Tampa when uh, Schaefer did the loop? I was at
1: Tampa when Schaefer did the where else? You know where else I was? I was in L.A. when big old uh, Ben Schroeder ran into uh, Justin.
0: Oh.
1: Yeah, the career ender. Like, I think Schroeder was coming down. And Justin Lynch was coming up and it
0: was just like, oh. that is ugh. what's okay. Yeah. Let's get out of that. Um, what's like the gnarliest thing you've seen on a skateboard though? Like not a slam, like something like, uh, you know, I've seen Danny Wade jump out of the fucking, uh, Vegas. Oh, he yeah, did the I fucking, Yeah.
1: I didn't see it, but I remember being scared out of my mind for Bob Burnquest when he uh, was going to when he was going Grand to the Canyon. Baldy. No, when he was going to loop Baldy, I was with him the night before he was going to do it. Oh, yeah. And then the other is not even skateboarding related. I was with Carrie Hart before he did the backflip. I was scared as shit for him, you know. Fuck
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I was like, dude, don't do it.
0: oh shit um
1: damn you crazy and travis was too when he did the freaking double backflip i was right there as well like right there before he went out like giving his mom a kiss goodbye like i was like there's something in my eye don't do it travis don't do it
0: damn so much gnarly shit has gone down uh what do you think about the olympics you think it's gonna work out
1: I think it's probably going to work out if it ever happens for the person who wins it. Uh, other than that, I feel like it's, I don't know. I think it worked out for everyone who was involved as far as athletes and stuff. I, they're going to be paid well, they're going to be on cereal boxes and they're going to be well known around the world. You know,
0: we're going to have like Tom Shar on the, co- on the cover of Wheaties or whoever wins. Hopefully,
1: Hopefully it's Tom, you know,
0: or so you think Can you imagine else?
1: Corey? Can you imagine Corey Juno winning the whole thing? It would be so awesome.
0: It would be the fucking best. Do you think but do you think it's gonna work out? Like, do you think like with the pandemic yeah. and everything they're gonna have it? Or are they gonna do it with no spectators? Or like what are they gonna do?
1: Why not? Or, I mean, yeah. everything's kind of going on now. Like I'm I'm rally racing again. Uh oh. Nitro Games is coming up in October. Uh, so I think just close course, you know, just get some testing done, swab it.
0: Yeah. Be on your way.
1: <laughs> Go rip.
0: It's crazy. Been hectic. Yeah. SF's pretty nuts. Down where you guys are is a whole different ball game. One bedroom apartment in a tight city, seven square miles. Not so. It's yeah. pretty rugged. <laughs> Hashtag Are you okay?
1: Like you're. You hear your neighbor sneeze and you're just flinching. Like.
0: Yeah. What? You know. Did you put the doorstop in this morning? <laughs> totally, you're just like the boy in the bubble looking out all day. Like, I want to play.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad down here. I mean, you. Right. I wear my mask. I wear my mask around people. But like when I'm outside, not mm. so much. I mean, just if I'm around people or if I'm in a, in a business or something, definitely mask it up. Like, you right. know, wash my hands. Like, just... Yeah. take the precautions. You know what I mean? Like be aware and just, you know, I don't pick my, I don't pick my book. I don't eat my burger, my boogers anymore. You know, I stopped eating boogers. So I, I just, Good. yeah. You just influence somebody. Can you imagine if you, if you eat like, that would be like COVID pills, boogers. Yeah. Because you're breathing it in. So like, if you're breathing it in, like if someone sneezes, it gets on a booger and then you eat it. Like that's, that's probably how you catch it. Like,
0: Right. That's why you gotta <laughs> <that's insane. laughs> you know, Dudes are just walking by it's like dosing someone, but they're just like coveting them. Yeah. Yeah. I just interviewed Alana uh, a little while ago and she mentioned you and uh your guy's little thing. Talk a little bit about that. I think that she, was to, cool. me, to me she's one of the best female like I always hate saying the best girl skater, you know, like she's a yeah. rad skateboarder.
1: Yeah. yeah. I met her I was doing I was asked to do this Disney shoot. And oh. I was like, you know, you're always like, oh, Disney shoot. Okay, well, what's it involved? And it's like, okay, well, there's going to be it was it was myself and I think Alfonso I forget who else was doing it, but we basically coached these kids. And I had there was Hamina Hamina Reynolds. Yep. There was Lana, basically these freaking like amazingly talent talented kids and it was rad because they were so good that it was like it was mind blowing and it was it was actually like something I was I felt like I was actually witnessing like something before it was something and that's pretty much what i was doing cuz because Hamana and Lana are are seriously like to this day like you said probably one of the best at what they do
0: yeah, but, yeah. i mean alana was doing she did the mega she did a 540 she can do tray flips on street like yeah. she, you know it's just like i think her kind of nonchalant like not really the fire under her ass vibe is what's yep. kept her from just being on the podium every event if she wanted to, you know, like
1: yeah, she took a little hiatus for a while. Um right, but back then she was she did sick kick flips, you know what I mean? Like she spun McTwist. Like she skated everything really good. Yeah. Basically, I remember Jewett, uh, and he was just like Jeff Jewett He was he was actually like it was back when he, he had Alana, he had um Trey Wood, and he was uh, helping out with um, what's his name,
0: Jaeger Eaton.
1: Yeah, Eaton. Uh-huh. And uh, those three were like the trifecta. Like <laughs> they were so damn good. They were like these little like mutants, you know? Like they're super good. Like even to this day, uh, Jagger Eaton is freaking insane, dude. Like he was a transition kid. Now he's just like. Like he'll probably win a street league coming
0: up, you know. Yeah, they had the the uh, training facility that they could skate everything that they need to skate. So like they have, they can skate everything: tranny, street rails, flat box, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so it's crazy. I got to talk about the combi a little bit before we uh, part. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of discussions. I'm sure you've been included on them. There's you, there's probably like five or six different groups text messages uh Omar Hassan's leading the charge on some of these Um, uh legends and masters it's been real it's been real tough for some people to differentiate why (laughs) is it there who gets what like Omar had the raddest idea I think him and Hewitt were talking about he's like we get rid of the let I don't know which one is which keep the masters you got Miller, Cab, those dudes, right? Those are the masters with fucking Lance. And then yeah. the the legends is, is just the dudes you want to see skate. Instead of legends, it's an invite of like Pete, like somebody that might not skate in the contest normally, but if you put them with yeah. like Grant Taylor and Raven or, or whoever, like you get this sick thing. Uh, anyway, I, every, I love the combi and I love vans, like no disrespect in any way, but every time I go down, it's funny. I, I, I start hearing the like, well, you know, I don't know if I'm skating this year.
1: (laughs) dude. It is so funny. So it's so funny. And for the legends, like I, I would do it differently. I would say the legends would be like the guys like Lance and all those guys and Miller now. Right, and I would, I would say pay them. Just pay them to come and skate. That way, they're not like, "Oh, I'm not gonna. I don't know if I'm gonna come skate." Yeah, like Christian. Christian's like, "Oh, you know, like my pinky hurts. Like, yeah. you know, like oh, I'm not gonna skate." Then, he, then you see him skating better than he ever has. Yeah, you know I don't gonna
0: want, gonna want to end up last, but I'll take some runs. Yeah, yeah. So just
1: pay everyone, right? Uh huh. You'll get a good show. And then, as far as like we we talked about pros, uh, obviously, you know who the pros are. The masters would be like, guys, I'm not even saying I would do it yet. I feel like I'm not really ready to do the masters yet.
0: Uh-huh.
1: But if this COVID thing hangs out, I'm freaking definitely in the masters.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm saying like masters, just put up a freaking better purse because right now, it's like you win 500 bucks and it sucks. It's like almost Uh, like legends were getting paid more than the masters. That's why no one like Rune, Bob or Omar or any of those guys wanted to enter the masters because it was like, dude, where's the equality? It's just like, where's the money? Like, where, like you want us to go and kill ourselves like warrior style, (laughs) but yet you're going to like give us some grocery money. So they were actually talking about matching the budget for pro master and legends yep, that's what i would like to see because you know the masters what what the masters were like in the past couple of years you know like you have like five guys that i would consider maybe a master the, the other ones are like did you even yeah. have a pro model? you know like yeah you, you never had a pro
0: model like right without your master you know johnny shit kicker from fucking nebraska comes in and he's just like yeah Yeah. i'm here and it's like whoa this is crazy yeah and it's such a long day i mean i it's one of my favorite contests i fucking love it every time you see the Pedro just going for broke, Clay crying or whatever. It's like you guys are all killing it. So the intensity, it's insane. Yeah. I get there before anyone's there. I see yeah. the people stretching. And by the end of the day, the roof is on fire. It's like, it's thick. You, you just, yeah. It's, it so needs sick. to
1: happen. They just yeah. need to put like guys like Pete and the Legends, pay them to come and skate the session.
0: Yeah. You will be amazing. Amazing. Have them
1: compete. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe have them um, like, yeah, maybe give a top five, pay everyone, and then maybe give a top five a little prize burst. You know what I mean? Like that way they push themselves, but mm-hmm. without the the drama, you know what I mean? Without the added like stress, anxiety that a contest brings, because I know Pete doesn't like the skate contest.
0: Yeah, there's like, a lot of people like that too. You give them a
1: grand or two. And then you're like, Hey, you're in third place right now. And I bet your shit changes. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I know we got to figure it out. Um, And then are they going to do it at the outdoor bowl or the, like there's a lot of talk about all this different stuff. So, but with the pandemic, yeah, everything's kind of on hold. So.
1: I don't know about the bowl. I don't know about the outlet, you know, the original combi. I don't, I don't know how that's going to weather the storm with all this, you know, with the BMXer that you know the the issue that happened, you know the yeah unfortunate issue that happened with the BMXer. It's sad. I don't know if that's going to reflect on the outcome of that bull staying or not. I know oh. they had, I know they did have the lease for another year or two or whatever it was. Uh huh. But who who's to say that this pandemic doesn't change things. And they're just like, Oh, well, we'll keep it a retail shop. But the outdoor bowl is probably where it's going to happen. I would think it's probably going to happen at the reverse combi.
0: Right. It'll just open it up to a little variety too. Like it'll be different, but the same.
1: It would be rad if they kept the bowl or kept the street course as a private training facility. Mm. And then maybe still be able to hold the contest there. But I think like the whole public thing might be done there.
0: Oh, okay. That's no just, facts, just assumptions. Yeah, no facts. No facts. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's, uh, what's going on with you these days? You're racing a little bit or are you chilling? Yeah,
1: I started my own rally team with my buddy, uh, Dave at rally ready and it's Lasic rally sports and we're doing a full season we uh it's stage rally so it's with the co-driver we have um we're running older cars that are getting refreshed and yeah we're looking to do all these all these uh races and then on top of that i'm still competing still filming and uh i'm building i i'm spending a lot of time with my youtube channel right now it's buck yeah and it's it's a lot of skateboarding it's but it has a lot of like car um I'm building Subarus right now. I've built like two, two Subarus in the past. Now I'm building a brat with my daughter. So I have this daddy daughter project going on. No way. We, we bought a total box brat, like uh-huh. 500 bucks. It runs. It looks like it was in a charity event where it was like $5 for every baseball swing. It,
0: that's how fucked up
1: it is. So we're, we're repairing it. I'm picking up some interior bits tomorrow. Today I just got an air compressor delivered to the house, so I'm doing a lot of work out of the house, and it's a lot of like hands-on kind of DIY kind of stuff, and kind of kind of telling people how you can you can make it happen on your own and not have to take and rely on other companies and and not really do it on a big budget. So, right? Okay. Yeah
0: were you um into racing when track magic was around
1: i started i know danny got me in the shifter card and he had a track magic
0: that was fausto's shit and i i built yeah. the website for him so i got to go up to davis and do a couple laps with those guys uh there was yeah. a guy i don't know if you ever heard of memo gidley but he he was the top guy that rode for them and so okay, uh, yeah yeah it was that was Fausto's, like, side project thing, so. What's uh, your favorite deck up there? You got a, one that's more special than the rest?
1: I think my favorite is probably the, the Save Tibet. Actually, the one next to the Save Tibet. I've always been a fan of the Gold Indies. Oh, uh, yeah. I would like another set of Gold Indies, actually, Rhino. Right <laughs>
0: the Gold Base plates. Let's get them, yeah. the Indies, Rhino.
1: Yeah, I want some of those gold base plate. Indies. I like
0: that far left uh, yeah. one with the Bucky and the uh, cursive. Uh, I guess it's your right. Yeah, that one, the bottom. the element. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Orioles
1: cool. maybe. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. That was the element board. And then I have, uh, you know, they're all winning boards, right? I have like no. 30 some
0: 30 oh, Those some are boards. just boards that you won a contest on.
1: Yeah, I'll, I saved oh, every board I ever won. Yeah. So these are just. I think this is twenty boards. I still have another fifteen in the garage. Uh huh. That one with Derek on it, the green issue. I, th- I believe I won that. That's a Bondi board.
0: Oh, right.
1: It has the uh, the screamer.
0: Uh huh.
1: Rip off graphic of Derek. The, the one up there with the Gucci. The what is that? The the Gucci graphic. The gold and green stripe. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. yeah. That's Gravity Games. I remember that
0: one. Dude. What's your, do you have one that you're most proud of? Like, was your first win the the one that you held on to, or was like X Games or the Combi? Like, is there one that's like, that means the most to you?
1: The one that's not up there is my first X Games win, and that was 1990. And that's the only one that I don't have the complete board. Because that was before I started saving the complete setup. That one, I only have the board.
0: Was that but at Rhode Island? Was that the first X Games?
1: No, no, no. I missed the first two. I, I missed the first one due to sponsorship, and I missed the second one due to my knee.
0: So where was the one you won?
1: The yeah. one I won was in San Francisco.
0: Oh, the one that Tony spun the nine?
1: Yeah, I won that year. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Fuck yeah. 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 Sick dude. Yeah. And then we have what else do we have over here? These are these are some of my racing helmets.
0: Are those uh helmets you wore when you won?
1: <laughs> uh yeah, some of these actually. No uh, this was a podium helmet.
0: So here's sick.
1: here's some of my race shoes. Here's Boom, a board
0: I it up. Those are sick.
1: Here's a here's a board MCA sent me, uh Beastie Boys.
0: Oh, how rad. Yeah, that was rad.
1: God there's God. a kobe bryant Kobe Bryant basketball
0: no way
1: Muhammad Ali you
0: okay. y- you win the museum award <laughs> I, then, got, yeah, got, I, yeah, I got this, this apex like, thing
1: I like that <laughs> I like that. This is my favorite trophy I've ever won. This was the year I won every X games contest that was Barcelona l a Brazil, and uh where's the other one? I can't remember. I think I hit my head too many times. (laughs) But that guy right there.
0: What year was that? 2013? Damn. That's sick, dude. You were at the Vegas contest, right? Where we threw that uh, Boost Mobile?
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whirlwind of check.
1: You got to check this picture out. This is uh, a street skating picture back in the day doing a judo.
0: No with my way. skull skates. Yes. That's in uh Baltimore back Easter.
1: Yeah, that's in Patterson Park. No Skating way. Patterson Park Street Contest.
0: That park uh lands down. It's like the oldest one in the country, right?
1: I think so. Yeah. It or is. one so, of them at,
0: if not yeah. the huh. Well, dude, yeah. thank you so much for spending the time. This has been radical. Yeah, so hyped. Someday on my bucket list is to sit behind those three screens and are you vibrating when you're in there and stuff like is it it's full like
1: yeah, it's full like, full feedback in the pedals and the wheel, not in the seat, the seat it doesn't have like motion or anything, but it does have full feel uh-huh. uh, throttle brake, steering wheel, and then we have the six feet sequential as well and the handbrake
0: so it, it does it feel like practice like it's keeping you in tune with the real shit or is it different?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Oh, how rad.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We got the handbrake right here.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Damn. Yeah, it's, All right. Yeah. It's I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Otherwise I won't get shit done.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you, man. Uh, we always end with a jam. You got a tune you want to throw on to the jukebox to send us out of here.
1: Let's hear some Chuck trees. Make rad weakness.
0: All Great. right. Yeah, my weakness is I can't say no. <laughs> Thank you Bucky. Stay healthy, man, and hopefully I'll see you sooner than later, man. Always a pleasure.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care, and we'll see each other soon.
0: All right. Take care. Love you. Love you too, man. Bye-bye.